Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm glad that you're here this morning. Glory to God. Who came in expectancy this morning? <laughs> well, that's the, re the only requirement to leave out of here with something. Amen. Glory to God. Well, it's happy new month. <laughs> what a year already. I want you to turn your Bibles to Romans 8. Is it Romans 8? Let me see. Yep. Romans 8. I was on Romans 8 last month. This year, as I was, I, was, I was just seeking the direction and what direction to go for the month. January was prayer. How many of you, your prayer life has gone to another level? <laughs> Amen. This month, it, month is going to be the necessity of divine direction. It's so important in the, in the times that we are living in that we're at the right place at the right time in every area of life because God, the Lord, is the one who leads us and guides us. Amen. And when we obey and when we hear where we need to be, what we need to do, then we can have confidence that in that place called there, which is where God guides that is where there is protection. That is where there is provision. That is where everything you need is going to be right there where the Lord said. <laughs> Amen. That's where the ravens are going to be. That's where the camels are going to show up. There's where the water is going to be. Praise the Lord. And so, the, so it's great, right? But the important thing is to hear, hear the direction of the Lord. It can cost people's lives. Amen. And so there's a way to hear from the Lord. And I pray that this month, as I take the time to share in these lines with you, that you would hearken and that you would, the Lord will give you understanding. Amen. So that you could be at the right place at the right time. And so it matters. It matters. And, and it matters knowing God's direction. And it, it matters that you don't become that person that is always saying, God told me, God told me, and you make God look like he is bipolar. <laughs> or like double-minded. Because people do that. And the Bible says that we will give an account for every empty word that we speak. Especially God, when we say God said. I know it gets quiet in here, but I have to tell you. And so when we, when we, when we, we have to know what it takes to be directed by the Lord. Amen. You ever found yourself at the wrong place? And you're like, why did I come? Because even being at the wrong place, you know, you might not be doing anything, but do you know there's such a thing as being guilty by association? And so that's not going to be your story. Look at your neighbor and say, that's not going to be your story. Because we're going we're gonna to hear from the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. In Romans 8, verse 12, beginning in verse 12, it, it talks about the Spirit, the Spirit gives sonship. And it says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. You know, when you give your life to Jesus, I know this is very basic, but it's a reminder. We are a spirit. We are born of the Spirit. You know, before that, you were spiritually dead, so you were operating by the flesh. 
by your carnal part of you that you still have. And so when you are born again, you are a spirit, born of the spirit of God. You have a soul, mind, will, and emotion, and you live in a body. But spirit man, the real you, should, should learn how to be the ruler. Amen. And, that, and, and then... Uh, uh, and so you're, you're Lester Sommer, I love how he said it. He said, the spirit man of a man or a woman should be ruler, should be king. Then the soulish realm, the mind, the will, and the emotions should be a servant to the spirit of God. You no longer go by what you feel, what you, you used to be so emotionally like everywhere. If you felt good, you were good. If you didn't feel good, you were not good. And you made all your decisions based on feelings and emotions. And you were just everywhere. And, you know, but now the spirit, man, is, is, is king. It, we're led by the spirit of God. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are alive. And, and when you don't understand that, you think, well, how am I going to be led by the spirit? Is it like a something, like something, something? No, it's someone. The Spirit of God inside of you, leading you by the word of the Spirit. Amen. So the Spirit leads you by the word. Jesus said, my words are spirit. And so the, then as you are learn how to be led by the Spirit of God, then your mind, your will, and emotions are not going to lead you everywhere. They're going to be servant to the Spirit of God. I know I feel this way, but the Spirit of God. I know I, you know this, but the spirit of God. And then you learn how to dominate. You learn how to take authority. You're no longer unstable. You're no longer just here, there, you know what I'm saying? Not bearing fruit. And then the flesh, the body that is carnal, which it's like an, it, 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 it was used to touching everything, seeing everything here, you know, it was used to doing what it wanted and you couldn't control it. But now. Your spirit man is ruler, your soulish realm is servant, and your flesh is slave. It doesn't have a choice. No more. <laughs> That's really easy, right? So it doesn't just touch everything. It doesn't just step into everything. It doesn't dictate how we're going to get up in the morning or go. Now the, the spirit of God within us. Is, 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 is leading us. And we have victory and authority by the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. And if you learn that and, you know, focus on the Spirit, man, then everything else is not hard. Amen. Amen. You become that one person that is not um, tripping all the time. <laughs> We used to trip all the time. But we didn't get born again to trip. <laughs> we got born again to rule and reign as ambassadors of the kingdom of God in every area of our lives. Amen. Glory to God. I see a bunch of ambassadors right here. You look great. And so it says, if we, for if we live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye... If ye through the Spirit, listen to this, but if you, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. So through the Spirit of God, you can mortify. 
the deeds of the body. What's another word for mortify? Kill. Amen. Through the spirit. Say through the spirit. Or say through the word. I can kill the deeds of the body. It's good, right? You can't. God made you that way. That's why I don't ever say, I don't know, I just can't do it. I don't know, I tried. I don't know, you, you don't want it bad enough. Because the deeds of the flesh eventually are going to destroy you. But if you do mortify or kill the deeds of the flesh through the spirit of God, you will live and live abundantly. I feel like I'm going another direction, but it's okay. <laughs> It's just Romans 8, you know, it's just so. Because I see people that are going to live in victory until Jesus returns. Amen. People that are going to another level of glory in the relationship with God, conquering, thriving. This is a year of taking territory. This is a year of, you know, seeing what we've never seen before. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. It says, 14, for as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself buried witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and join heirs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with him, that we may also glorify together. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your precious Holy Spirit that helps, that enlightens us in every area of our lives. Thank you for your grace to be able to hear divine direction. Thank you, Lord, that the voice of the good shepherd we hear and follow and not the voice of a stranger. We give you praise. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen. amen. I want to talk to you this morning of the necessity of divine direction. Understanding why it is necessary to have direction from God. Say from God. So in the natural, there are vital, indispensable necessities of the physical life, such as eating, drinking, taking a bath, praise the Lord, <laughs> walking. There's things that your body needs to do. Amen. Do you agree or not? So the physical life, if you, your, your physical body, if you don't do those things that are necessities, and if you don't adhere or listen to the things that you need to do, then it cannot go well with you and as it is in the physical so it is in the spiritual are you with me as it is in this physical so it is in the spiritual there are vital say vital indispensable necessities of the spiritual life that we must do such as in taking the word of God in taking it, studying it, meditating it, 
Joshua said, let this book of the law not depart out of your mouth, that you may keep it in the midst of your eyes, that you may do according to all that it is written therein, for then, then. So it's a vital necessity for me to keep this word in my heart, in my mouth, and in my eyes, that I may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, he says, you, not God, not your pastor, not your mother or your wife that goes to church or your husband that goes to church, then you, after you've done this, shall make your way prosperous and have good success or deal wisely. That's why the word of God is a, it's vital. It's essential to your Christian life. Apart from it, you can't do nothing. Jesus said, apart from me, you can't do nothing. Well, Jesus and the word are one. That's why it pays to get in the word every day to, for yourself, not to just post it so people can look at it when you're not even doing it. I want, I got to change me. I want me to be transformed so I can transform others. Sometimes we're too quick to learn it, to give it to somebody else. First, it's good. You're supposed to share it. But be real and just let it impact you first. That's what I said. I said, I can't, I gotta, this has to, if it ain't impacting me, it's air out of my mouth. But when it's become real to me, I can tell it with power. And it's the anointing of the word of God that has become real in you that is going to transform lives. So it's essential. It's vital. Joshua said then, so then if my life is going to succeed, if, 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 if it's up to me to make my way prosperous, then I can, I must, I must observe to do. I, and, 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 and it, <laughs> it'll stir you up to realize and I don't like where I'm at and I'm here because of me number one <laughs> right I've been there I don't like where I'm at I'm going to church nothing's happening I'm not seeing anything whose fault is it I've been there who's going to do something about it I have to so then it's more than going to church. You're supposed to be in church. But then after that, don't tuck your Bible somewhere. Till next service and then. This is going to change my life. This is going to give me the turnaround that I need. This is going to help me help others. This is going to, this is going to make the difference. This is breakthroughs and turnarounds for me. No matter how high God takes us, we're never to a place where we, we stop. Because there's other levels. Because there's higher vision. There's more plan. The kingdom of God is like glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Don't ever let nobody tell you church is not essential. The word of God is not essential. You know? Praying is not essential. It's very. It's, it's my life. It's your life. We'll die. So when they said the church is not essential, who gave you? What, did, Jesus, did, did you go to heaven and talk to the Lord? I mean, what? Don't lay hands on people. 
Don't baptize people. Don't take communion. Oh, what? But everybody's at the grocery store? Everybody's at the gas station? The abortion clinics are open? Come on. Who gave you the, who the hell gave you that right? <sighs> Praise the Lord. So, as it is in the physical, so it is in the spiritual. There are vital, indispensable necessities of the spiritual life, such as the Word of God, studying the Word of God, praying. Amen. And hearing from God. We must. We must. There's other things. Hallelujah. It's important. The necessity of divine direction. Why is it necessary to have direction from God? It's important that you find yourself in the right place. I want to give you some scriptural examples of the necessity of hearing God. And I believe I'm going to take time this month on this subject. Is that okay? You know, Jesus said in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. When I read this, I said, Father, I, that I'm your sheep. I thank you that I am sensitive to your voice, but I knew it. It was based on the word of God because you can pray this and declare this and confess this. But if there's no intake of the word of the Lord, then you can't, you might be hearing the wrong thing. Amen. But Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me he says in the voice of a stranger they do not know and they do not follow it's important because we live in a noisy world but as noisy as, as the world is when you know the voice of the father it can be noisy it's like your children if they're in the playground and there's tons of kids and a lot of people are talking and then you're you know the moment you say Georgie! In the midst of all that voice, those voices, they're going to know the voice. They're going to know your voice because they know the voice of mama. Amen. They know the voice of the father because they acquainted with that voice. And that's how it is in our relationship with God. In the midst of all the noise, if we learn the voice of God by the word of God, it can be really noisy. But when the Lord speaks, we can hear amen and we won't confuse his voice well I thought it was the Lord but he sounded like no you'll know hallelujah you'll recognize the voice of the father and the voice of the enemy this don't sound like my father this trying to sound like my father is not my father get thee away from me hallelujah so let me give you some scriptural examples of the necessity of hearing God you can write these down the number one I want to share with you is in the life of Abraham you can find it in Genesis 12, uh, 1 through 5, where we can see that God called Abraham. Say, God called Abraham. And Abraham heard. Abraham heard. Amen. Glory to God. Genesis 12, verse 1 through 5. It says, now the Lord had said unto Abraham. Who said? The Lord. Had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country. Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred. 
and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show you. So God spoke to Abraham and Abraham heard the Lord say. And then he, he told him, and I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing and I will bless them that bless you and curse him that curseth you and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed so Abraham departed amen as the Lord had spoken unto him and then it says and Lot went with him and Abraham was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan. And into the land of Canaan they, uh, they came. So Abraham, through hearing God, because if you study the life of Abraham, I mean, he's considered our father. Amen. Just like God had told him, you'll be a father of many nations. But Abraham, through hearing, that's going to be us. Or that's, that's for us as well. Abraham, through hearing God, moved his life. The voice of God changed his story. You know, his family, if you study, they were all idol worshipers. But God called Abraham. And Abraham hearkened to the voice of the Lord and knew that God was calling him. He said, go into a land that I will show you. Get thee out of thy country. And Abraham knew that he was not told at this time where God will lead him. Instead, Abraham had to journey under the direct guidance from the Lord. But he trusted God. He trusted the Lord. All he knew is God said. So that's number one. You got to know God said. And then when you do obey, faith and obedience are inseparable, just like unbelief and disobedience are inseparable. So faith in God's voice caused them to move. And what happened is that Abraham, through hearing God, moved his life from stagnation and frustration to a life of celebration. That's, what, that's where God will lead you. God's will is not for you to live a life that's frustrated. A life that is stagnant. Nothing is happening. The same thing over and over and over and over. I was in church, going to church. I knew of God. And I thought, is this all there is to life? But it's, it wasn't. It was just a matter of me building a personal relationship with God. See, because God doesn't want you to just know of him. He wants you to know him personally. That's why when you, you did not join a religion. You join a relationship with the heavenly father that loves you. And he has a wonderful plan for your life. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are good plans to prosper you. Give you a hope and a future and an expected end. But then he says, when you seek me with all your heart. <laughs> That's what I, I wasn't doing that. Because I was going to church. I was listening. I was faithful. But my heart was, had a divided loyalty. I love God, but I loved other things that God didn't love. 
Are you with me? But when I jumped over all the way, it was the most freeing thing. <laughs> it was the most freeing thing because now it's like the things that were hindering me from literally uh, 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 seeing the manifestation of the goodness of God, the life that God wanted, had, had for me. It's not that God is withholding from you. We withhold from ourselves. Are you with me? Because we want to serve God with reservation. But God wants you to, he wants you to know him. That's why, look at the Apostle Paul. He says, my earnest desire and my highest expectation is that I may know you. To be more intimate, more acquainted with you. And to know you more personally. After he had written half of the New Testament. Where does that leave us? I said, if Paul felt like he needed to know God more, what makes me think I know all there is to God? That I may know you in the power of your resurrection. Hallelujah. Something. When you know somebody. When you know him. See, what happens is that. The, the, Lester Summerall said this. The, the, the highest form to build your faith is to know God. Through his word. Because when you know him. The, the, your faith goes to a level of trust that cannot be shaken because I know. Oral Roberts used to say, I know that 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 I know. If you, how many of you knew Dr. Oral Roberts? He would say that all the time. Why would he say that? Because he knew. It was a knowing that could not be shaken. It was a trust level in God because a relationship with God, not by the hearing of the ear, but Job said, I, I used to know him by the hearing of the ear, but now I've seen him. I've beheld him. Now I know him. See, I, you can be in church and you can, and you know of him. Wow, God is great. Even the people out there know God. The Bible says that the demons know God and they tremble. If that was all, you know, to know him. But this word know is, is another level. Intimacy. I know him for myself. Because I behold him. Hallelujah. And it changes everything. That's why relationship. When you think of, of what you've done or where you're at as far as like with God... Say, I'm in a relationship with God. We're, we're, I'm in a covenant. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm with him. He's, Jesus said, abide in me and I in you. And that's what you want and it shall be done. He said, I am the vine. You are the branches. As long as we are united together, my life will flow through your life. And you're going to bear much fruit so that your joy will be full. <laughs> See, it's relationship. Say Relationship. It's like your marriage. Do you talk to each other? Okay, let me change subject. Just gonna go change subject. Because even then. Being married, you could be married and not know what a relationship. 
Some people are married for a long time. They don't even know what love is because you've only known love as you've known it in the world. But you, if you don't know God, you don't know love. God is love. You know, we'll make 27, 27 or 28. What do I keep asking you, babe? I keep, I'm not forgetting. It's just we've been together for a long time. 28? 27. Married 27 years. We've been together since 1993. Any 93 teenagers? No, just kidding. Okay, never mind. And so... But, but the first seven years, we didn't know anything. Imagine that. What can happen in a relationship? But when we grabbed a hold of, you know, when we rebuild each a relationship with God, it changed everything. I felt like, man, we're just getting started. Oh, my gosh. Ah, the love of God. The love of God. Then I started reading... You know, in, in Corinthians where it says love is patient, love is kind. And I was like, oh, love keep no record of wrongdoing. I had a list. I had a record. Se las tenía guardaditas. I had them like put up. I was like a ticking bomb. I forgive, but I don't forget. <laughs> That's how we live. Come on, y'all don't act like y'all didn't do that. Some of y'all need to repent because y'all still got that list. <laughs> <laughs> I was me I was going to church and everything but you don't know right you don't know any better I, I had all these okay okay I'm gonna save this one for later okay and it's like you're like I'm sure he did the same for me because it was both of us and and it's like you're a ticking bomb and you're like and then when you start growing in the things of God see growing is you're practicing you grow because you practice faith without action is dead so even hearing the voice of God, if you're putting all this noise on the inside of you and you want to hear the voice of God, forget it. You, you'll call a wrong direction, right direction. And then you're going to encounter what results out of being at the wrong place. And then you're going to think, why God? No, it's not God. It's you. Are you with me? So, you know, faith without action is dead. So I, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not irritable. Love doesn't get, you know, irritated and... Um, you know, love keep no record of wrongdoing. And I was like, this, is a lot of, that, this love is a lot. <laughs> but <laughs> so I, you start getting rid of those things. And God, the Bible says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And so God puts his love on the inside of us. We're born of love. And this love like we've never known it. You know, I, why did I get on the love section? I don't know, but somebody needed to hear that. <laughs> what I said all that for but but I'm happy babe 27 years wow in August <laughs> glory to God the Lord is <laughs> you want to say something no okay <laughs> and so God is good amen so um so God spoke to Abraham. Abraham obeyed. Abraham, through hearing God, moved his life from stagnation and frustration to celebration. God promised him. God is a good God, and he's faithful. He can be trusted. Amen. You grab a hold of his word, and his word grabs a hold of you, and you're bound to see word of God results in your life. Amen. That's all it takes. Hear what God has for you. 
And it'll turn. It'll uplift. It will transform your life. Any witnesses here this morning? And then the beautiful thing is, is that we ain't seen nothing yet. Seriously, and I don't say that just to say it, but that's just the life in God. Amen. Glory be to God. And then when God gave him his son, he promised him a son, Isaac. And then God fulfilled that promise. Say, God fulfills his word when we take him at his word. And he did. And you can read the encounter. In, in Genesis 22, uh, verses 1 through 17, where God uh, uh, um, asked him for his son. He says, you know, it was a test. I want you to sacrifice your son and, the, and, and, and told him what to do. And the Bible says that Abraham, the very next day, he went. He heard from the Lord and he went. Are you with me? Because he heard. He heard through hearing God and the instruction of the Lord, Abraham went to do that which God has told him. Sacrifice your son. Well, come on, Isaac, let's go. He got, you know, the Bible says he saddled his ass. He took two servants and went. That's what the Bible says, okay? <laughs> and so I gave you the scriptures. I'm not lying. It says that. I'll take you there. It says they saddled their ass. Not their ass, but they're donkeys. And they went. And so, you know, as they got the wood, his son is carrying the wood. And when he seen the place that was, you know, where he was supposed to, the location where God had told him, he told the servants, stay right here and, and, and we'll be back. He says, we'll be back. Then he told his son to bring the wood and they're going. And he's like, dad, where's the, um, I see the wood. I see, you know, the, everything you need, but where's the sacrifice? And Abraham's like, the Lord's going to provide. Amen. And so they went on. And then when he prepared the altar and did everything that God told him, he was going to lift up the, the knife to sacrifice his son. And then God said, don't do it. And then there was a ram stuck in the ticket over there. And, and God provided the sacrifice. It's so important that you hear the voice of God in every direction. In every direction because, you see, God had told him to sacrifice his son. But, it, 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 you know, you don't only want to hear the voice today. You want to hear the voice tomorrow. You want to hear the voice next week until Jesus returns. We must stay sensitive to the voice of the Lord. Hallelujah. For every area of life. For family for home, for ministry, for marriage, for every area, for business, every area. Amen. It's not good enough that God led us up to this point and now we can just go about hearing whatever voice we... No! God brought me this far and it was due to the instruction of the Lord. I must hear what God has this year. Are you with me? It's important. It's so important. Through hearing God, Abraham was able to do the right thing by offering the ram instead of his son Isaac when it was time for the sacrifice. Imagine, God, Abraham heard God said, take your son and sacrifice him. And if he would have just got distracted and got in his feelings, start thinking his own thoughts, you know, I'm a father, he's my son. Why did God give me a son? And then he was taken away from me. And then he would have missed God's voice. 
We got to hear all the way through it. Amen. God's not done with you. Many are the, the, the plans of a man, but only the Lord's will prevail. I don't, you know, if, 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 if God can't take me somewhere, may I never go. Because if, if, I, if I take myself, then I'm on my own. And we have to trust God, even in the little things. God, is this where I'm supposed to be today? You know, I got invited to this, but am I supposed to go? God, what do you want me to do? Holy Spirit, show me. You know, am I supposed to buy this? Am I supposed to invest in this? Am I supposed to? What am I supposed to do, Lord? I want to know. God will speak to you. God will direct you. And when he does, my God. You're going to be grateful that you listen. Haven't we had enough disappointments? Because we realized this wasn't God. (laughs) Hello? Is this helping somebody? So it's necessary that we hear God not just yesterday, but today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, until Jesus returns. Hallelujah. See, God adjusted that instruction to Abraham. So God was not done. And it teaches us something. Stay sensitive to the leading of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Number two. Through hearing God, Isaac. Say Isaac was able to avoid error to traveling in the wrong direction. Genesis 2, 26. I'm sorry, Genesis 26. Genesis 26. Verse 1, we can read that through hearing God, through what? Isaac was able to avoid the error of traveling in the wrong direction. That's so important. And it says right here in Genesis 26, 1 through 4, it says, And there was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. And the Lord appeared unto him. Who appeared to him? And said... Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell you. Go not unto Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell you. Sojourn in in this land and I will be with you and I will bless you. For unto you and unto your seed I will give all these countries and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham your father. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven and will give unto your seed all these countries. And in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. So there was a great famine and God directed him of where to go, where to stay, 
no matter what is happening in this earth, if you stay sensitive to the direction of God, when everything is falling, you shall be lifted up. Where there is lack, there shall be provision for you. It don't matter what the famine, depression, recession, whatever it is, as long as you stay sensitive to the voice of the Lord, God will always cause you to prosper. The Bible says that in the days of Ahab, as long as he sought Uzziah, as long as he sought the Lord, God caused them to prosper. Hallelujah. And so there was a great famine, right? God directed him. Through hearing God, Isaac was able to avoid the arrow of traveling in the wrong direction. Had he not heard from God, the story would have been indifferent. But because they obeyed, because number one, they heard and they obeyed, look what the Bible says. It says in verse 12 of the same chapter, then Isaac sowed in the land a famine and received in the same year a hundredfold. Why? Because they follow the direction of the Lord. Are you with me? And you know what? God, don't ever get focused on the tough situations that might be going around. Focus on the awesome God that you serve. Because God specializes in hard situations. He'll use those situations that for those that trust him, he will manifest his glory in the midst of nothing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Then Isaac sowed in the land of famine and received in the same year, same year, a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward. Say forward. And grew until he became very great. And then look what it says. For he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and great store of servants. In the midst of a famine, he had great possessions. Oh, glory to God. And it says that the Philistines envied him. Can I tell you something? You are not called to be pitied. You're not. Don't ever pity yourself or have a pity party. Don't ever do that. You know, the word pit comes from pity. And if you don't get rid of that pity, you're going to end up in the pit. So shake yourself. And get in tune with the voice of God. Seek the direction of the Lord. Because no matter what is happening, when you tune in to the voice of God, that's where you're going to be led to receiving your possession. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Glory to God. No more pity parties. I know my God. He's too big. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the name of the Lord. He was envied because he heard from the Lord. And because he heard from the Lord and obeyed from the Lord, the Bible says that he reaped a hundredfold when he sown in the land of famine. 
He had much possessions. And it was all a result of hearing and obeying the voice of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I believe somebody's entering into their place called there. Glory be to God. People will look at you. They won't pity you anymore. They will envy you. They will say, I got to find out what's going on in their lives. I got to know what they're doing. And it's going to be a platform for you to open up your mouth and say, let me tell you how good God is. Let me tell you how faithful God is. Let me tell you what he did for me, he can do for you. Because God is not a respecter of person. All I have to do is have faith in God and obey his word. And he gets the glory. He gets the glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want you to say, Father, thank you for your grace upon my life. To receive divine direction as to what I need to do, as to where I need to go. And as I obey you, you will be glorified in Jesus' name. If you believe that, give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you some nuggets. I'm going to give you some nuggets. Don't achieve motion based on situations. Just because something is happening, it doesn't, it doesn't mean move or you got to hear from the Lord. And there's sometimes things are happening and you have to move. You see what I'm saying? Don't achieve motion based on situations. Achieve motion based on revelation. Are you with me? It's so important because sometimes you move, sometimes you stay. Sometimes God said move a long time ago and you're still trying to convince him you need to stay or convince yourself you need to stay. Vice versa, vice versa. And then there's going to be fruit. Okay? Because God will never tell you and not bear fruit in your life. Are you with me? So don't achieve, achieve motion based on situations. Achieve motion based on revelation. Revelation is, it's, it's, uh, it's, comes from the word of the Lord. You can have knowledge, intellectual knowledge of the word of God that doesn't transform anything. But once that transformation becomes a revelation, that means it's a living reality. You, there's where you know that you know that you know without any doubt, without uncertainty that God, this is it. Are you with me? That's why Jesus said, if you are my disciple and continue in my word. Say continue. You, uh, uh, it says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free so the revelation comes as a result of the continuation of the word of God eventually what is not really clear all of a sudden it's going to slap you in the face and be like oh I got it I got it <laughs> I got it I know that I know that I know that I know that I know amen our Prosperity or our success in life is not in a destination. It's not in a destination. It's in rev a revelation. Are you with me? You think if I just, if I just uh, can arrive there or get there or if I just go there, if I just, no, it's not in a destination. It's in a revelation. You can be taking yourself the wrong direction. 
I don't know. I think it's hitting like in different directions. Our fulfillment in life is not a specific location. It's in a revelation. So it all has to do with being able to see. It's good that you hear the word of God, but when you got to hear it and see it. Amen. You got to hear the word and that faith builds up that you see it. You see what others don't see. Are you with me? You see what others don't see. They think you're crazy. They think you don't lost your everlasting loving mind. You did. You lost your mind, but you got the spirit of the mind renewed. Hallelujah. Please don't lose your mind without the spirit of your mind being renewed. You need your mind. The mind of Christ. Amen. These are just nuggets. It's so important. It's critical that you don't move by sight, but you move by light. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. You can get in trouble. You know, I was in Mexico this last two days, uh, Thursday and Friday. I went uh, to take care of some things with a property over there, but... Um, I have a, a church that we work with over there. How many of you know about the, the yeah, uh, Iglesia General Sonial Cristiana? Uh, hi. And, um, and so I've been working with this pastor, and us as a church have sown into them. And the Lord has done great things in his life. And uh, I, I called him. It wasn't even planned, but I, 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 I'm doing my lives, and I'm staying faithful to my lives. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Three people are happy about that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and so I, I called him. I said, look, I need to do a live. I'm going to do a live. I was going to do it regardless. I said, I would love to have you so you can share your testimony. And he was, he was like, okay. And YouTube, you Facebook. So it's a whole, I mean, I'm so thankful for everybody that helps in the media. My God, give it up for them because they, y'all have no idea what goes into all that. And um, when we met this pastor about five years ago. And uh, about five years ago, th through prayer and fasting, the Lord had led me to do a uh, crusade over there. And we've done much work after that. But that crusade, we've never done. I have family in Mexico, but a lot of them, you know, I, I, I hadn't been over there for a while. It was around a time where there was a, crime was really bad and stuff like that. And I hadn't been over there. And, uh, but I, I have my, I have like, a, I, 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 I always wanted my, I have a piece of heart over there. Like, I know that, 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 that God is going to use us to go over there. I, I knew all that. I know that we'll be doing something over there. I just knew it had to be the Lord because you can't just go when you, you can't just go. You have to go under the instruction of the Lord. It'll cost you your life. Like seriously. And so, and, and so, but I knew it was the Lord through prayer and fasting. God said, go to Rio Bravo and do a five-day crusade. First of all, we've never done a five-day crusade, much less in another, you know, in Mexico. And at that point, I had nobody to work with. But long story short, the Lord connected us with the right people. A lot of my family members were not saved. 
And uh, but they're musicals, like they have bands and stuff like that. So I hired them to uh, give us their instruments, their speakers, and everything. Uh, one of my cousins had just given his life to the Lord, and he um, he he goes to the church where the pastor goes. I didn't know any of them, and um, so anyways, we did the 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 crusade, which was <laughs> I think God did that for us just to show us, you know what I'm saying. I think that's that was something because of what's coming over there too, like like a test. Like Abraham, bring your son and sacrifice him, and God said, "Go and let's see, let's see what you're gonna do." So, anyways, and and so we went, and uh, um, we went. We took an amazing team with us. You know, we did the Gideon test. I said, "Let me see how y'all drink, so then see who's gonna be able to go." Because if there's any fear in your eyes, if you drink, you know, looking down, you're out. You're going to go home because we can have no fear. And so we had some people that knew how to drink the right way. And they were drinking, looking. And I said, okay, y'all, y'all come in with us. <laughs> and so we're going to go again. So if you want to come, we got to do a drink test to see who. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so anyways, um, so we went and it was supernatural. They said that nobody would show up. I think my own family was embarrassed. They're like, aquí nadie quiere de Dios. Aquí hay mucho de esto. Here, nobody wants of God. Their hearts are too hard. You know, there's all this going on. To their surprise, like the first day, like close to 400 people showed up. <laughs> In a place that ni las moscas se paraban. Like nobody would even get there. And they were like scared for us. But we knew, but we knew honestly, we knew it was the Lord. It was the Lord. And so, so, you know, where, where God leads you, there's going to be divine protection. And we knew that. We were all ready. We fasted and prayed. And we, you know, we, we went. And so I said that through all that, that um, we met the pastors. You know, nobody wanted to get on board, number one, because when they found out I was a woman, they were like, eh? Huh? Second, they wanted to meet with me, but they were like, we want to know what she's going to do. And we want to, like, they wanted to be the ones. I'm like, look, is that the case? Weren't you out there? You know? And so anyways, there was a little girl, lady that just got out of prison. She was there for a, in Mexico, which we got to go minister in the prison in Mexico. Let me tell you, that's a whole other ballgame. <sighs> we walked in the lady's cell, and there's men there. I was like, what? God protected us. Can I tell you that on Twitter, I seen that like a, a, a couple of months after that, when we went to that two months, we went the prison that we went to, they found a bunch of weapons on the garden. But God protected us. Say God protected us. Anyways, the um, we met the pastor. That was like the only pastor that came. But while we were there, pastors will show up crying. They will show up crying with such conviction because they seen how the power of God fell. They seen how people were coming to the altar. They seen how, you know, it, it, this could, people are hungry. And we must tell people about Jesus. We must take the church outside the four walls. Amen. And so they, they, they will come and they didn't know what was happening. They thought that we were with the politics. We had the federalists come on the stage with guns and masks. And they wanted to know who we were. We had people that would, from the media that were coming. And they were like, like who really are y'all? And I said, look, I'm a pastor from Houston, Texas. The Lord put it in my heart to come and be a blessing to the community here. And we're just coming to share the good news of the gospel. And they'll just begin to cry. The pastors will be like, you know, they're like, we're supposed to be doing this. They're like, you know, we're, instead of coming out here, we're like 
eating, drinking coffee and eating sweet bread with all the members. And, <laughs> and they're like, we're supposed to be doing this out here. And, and we have, we, God had to send somebody from Houston to, 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 to show us that it can be done here. <laughs> well, this pastor, we connected with him. And uh, he was in a small church, and it was at a time where he had been seeking the Lord. I didn't know this pastor. He had been seeking the Lord for direction. He had been praying and fasting, um, and uh, he was seeking for direction because the denomination that he was with was very restrictive. There was very, you know, controlled, just like what happened when the whole COVID thing happened. You're going to shut down. You're going to do this. Are we going to take your credentials? Are you going to do blah, blah, blah. Anyways, so um, he, he, he had such a passion and a desire to reach out. He wanted to go to the frontera, you know, towards the border. He wanted to go to Reynosa. He wanted to go to Progreso. He, wanted, he had a vision to reach out. And they, they tied his hands and they said, this is the church that we're paying. You get your salary and this is where you're going to stay. You don't go out. And, and, and so he knew. So it wasn't like, you know, just that. There was just a lot of things. It happens. It, th those things happen. Amen. And, and then you get to a point, you got to obey that or you got to obey what you know God is saying that you must do. It's not a very easy thing. But when you know that you know that you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> and God, you're going to help me. <laughs> And so whenever um, he was sharing these things with us, he could tell there was still like no clarity in his eyes. He's like, you know, I've been praying. I've been, um, you know, sleeping at the church, praying at the altar, seeking the Lord. And they had set a little table and they had fed us tamales. This is like five years ago. And he said, and uh, um, uh, I'm, I'm staring at him. And I said, Pastor, I already knew, like, I, I already knew. And I, and I said, Pastor, how do you know? Because even after he's seen everything, he's like, that's what I want to do. That is where my heart is. And I said, Pastor, well, how do you know God did not send us to show you or speak to you through us? Because he kept saying, I don't know, an angel's going to come down and tell me. He didn't know how to hear the voice of God. He's like, I guess an angel's going to come down. You know, somebody's going to appear to me. And I said, well, how do you know that? And his eyes went, He got it. It's like clarity, just light. Light came. And he, he, I could, we seen his face, right? But we seen his face right before our eyes, like light came. And he was like, he was like, and he had been telling. So then, so then we left, we prayed with him. We left. And then he, he, you know, contacted the pastor. We've made a move. We made a move. And we found this, little, because remember, no more salary, no more church. He said, we made a move. And we found this little place, and uh, um, we're going to rent it. And then I remember mentioning to the church, and then uh, uh, I believe that we were able to, as a church, pay for almost a year. Almost a year. So they, and we, we told them, and they were like, they, they're very genuine people. And they're not like trying to get something. I, you, how many of you have seen them on the live? Okay, and so then they moved in, but, but he had already shared with me, Pastor, there's a warehouse, 
he says. And in, but it was a warehouse that had been abandoned for 20 plus years. The man that owned it, his son got killed by the cartels. They, uh, he fled. And in Mexico, when you leave property, it's gone. Like, the cartels are pretty much going to take a hold of it because the government doesn't do anything with it. So there's a lot of abandoned properties. And so um, he said, there's a property that's been in my heart. I just know the Lord is leading me there. He says, I go and I park and I pray. I go and I get off and I, I, you know, and I can visualize it like, like a church, like people, like... (laughs) and he's like but but it was a very dark place it was a dark place because it was taken over by the cartels and he you know it's so big it was so dark there was a torture room in there there was you know uh, um uh, um the neighbor had said that they um you know uh had killed a lot of people in there and then he had taken us to walk it, and we, I have a video, we, we walked it, there's like blood splatters, there's acid, there's dark, I mean, I mean, you can like feel the, your hairs in the back of your head, just, you know, they, it was, it was there for 20 years, and they would, people knew that warehouse, they knew that some of my family didn't even get close to, when the grand opening, they didn't even get close there, because they, you know, and so, um, but the pastor was like, I know God, I know that belongs to us, how? I don't know, but it doesn't leave me like I know that that can be used for the kingdom of God. He's like, I know that we can take that place. You know, at that time he was trying to find the owner, but he couldn't get a hold of him. So the pastor finally in faith and in, he built this courage to let his family know that we're going to move in. He told the congregation, he says, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go. We're going to clean it. And we're going to put a sign, private property. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Two people tried to do that before and they died. They died. They were killed. One tried to go put light. He died. Another one tried to go and, 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 and do a business, like put up a business there. He died. And the pastor said, but look, why? Because he knew it was the direction of the Lord. He knew it was the direction of the Lord. I believe there's territories you're going to step into and we're going to step into just, just like that. We're going to possess those lands. Amen. And so he said, he told his family, his family was in agreement. He says, to my surprise, the church was in agreement. I said, they must be like our church because our church. (laughs) And he said, he said that they all said, let's go pastor. Let's do it. He says, even children came. You know, but he left it up to them. He said, even children came. He says, we made a white flag and we didn't have no instruments, nothing. He says, and we went in there and we praised. We, we praised and we thanked the Lord and we took territory every place that the sole of our foot treads upon. This land is given unto us. This is going to be used for the glory of God. This is going to be... You know, uh, for the kingdom of God, souls are going to be one. Lives are going to be impacted. And so he says that they went, they put the, the name of the ch- church, and then they put uh, private property. And then he said, I knew that was the Lord. And I know it was because you just don't do stuff like that. You just don't do stuff like that. He said him and his son were putting brick. They were putting brick. And, and all of a sudden, some guys with guns come up. And his son said, 
Dad, they're coming. They're here. And he said, son, okay. He says, that place is big. So like if they're way over there, you, you have time, you know. He said, son, do you want to die like a coward? Or do you want to die bold for the kingdom of God? I said, see, Georgie, I'm not that. I'm not that. <laughs> he said, he said, they're working. He said, dad, son, do you want to? Because he said, dad, they're coming. They're here. They came in a truck. They came with guns. And he said, son, you just keep working. He said, do you want to die like a coward? ¿Te quieres morir como un cobarde o como un valiente para Dios? A coward or somebody valiant for God. No, pues valiente. You know, I'm bold. They're good people. And then, um, so they walk in, machine guns and everything. This is, this is it. You, there's no 911 in Mexico. Can I tell you something? Que 911 y que nada. No 911. And so he, said, he says, Dad, they're coming. He says, Son, what, what better way? If we die, we die. But God told us He gave us this place. He said, You just keep working. You just keep working. And he said that, hey, they're like, hey, what's going on here? Like, what are you, what are you doing? And, and then he said that he was putting brick, and he goes, son, give me the brick. Like, keep working. And he's like, nothing. we're just working. We're just working here. And then he said, um, who, 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 you know, we're just working here. And he says that he turned and he looked, and then the guy went, pastor. <laughs> he said, pastor. And then he looked at him. He says, he used to be my neighbor. He said, he used to be my neighbor. And him and his wife, he says, I never thought that he would be involved. He says, but he used to be my neighbor. He says, and his daughter was born sick. And, his, and, and they called me and my wife to come and to pray for the daughter. She was born with some kind of sickness. We, me and my wife prayed for her and her daughter got healed. <laughs> and he said... And he said that, he said the, the daughter got healed, and, and so he knew him. And then he was on the radio with the commander, and he's like, he's like, he was explaining, he goes, no, this is a good man. He says, he's a pastor, they're not selling anything, they're, they're building a church, and it, it's good, you know, he's a good man. And they stayed quiet on the other, on the other side, because he had him on the radio, and he goes, no, pues, leave him alone, let him, let him continue to do what he does. And so... He said that the man felt like really bad. He felt really bad. He felt like a lot of conviction. And he was trying to hurry up and get out of there. And the pastor was like, oh, no, 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 no. Ben, Ben, Ben. He's like, and he was like, he was like, man, you need to give your life to Jesus. And you can tell that he wanted to leave. He's like, you need to give your life to Jesus. What are you doing? Why are you involved in this stuff? Like, this is not for you. You have your family. You have your, you know, your children, your wife. And he was just like, look, he's like, my mom needs medication. And this is what it takes to get daily. You know, this is what they give me daily. And I just got to do what I got to do. And the pastor's like, let me pray for you. You know, let me pray for you. And the, he allowed the pastor to pray for him. And, you know, he left and he said, you know, that it, it, it uh, what a miracle of the Lord that ain't you know when where God leads you and you obey him there you have divine protection guaranteed you have provision guaranteed you know they went from that little church they were renting and he remembers because after we have helped them paid for like half a year somebody here also said I want to pay half a year who was it I don't know why I thought it was you Christian but somebody somebody said I want to pay 
another year, another half a year for the pastor's church. And he remembered us. He was bringing it to my remembrance. But they took that place, that dark place. And, and, and our, you know, they're, they're, it's peop, new families are coming. It's, I mean, that, <laughs> they built a stage. I, I know we don't have pictures, but they, they built a stage. They just recently built a stage. Um, they put lights, restrooms. Um, even that there's a, 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 a personage room for the pastors. They actually, their room and their kitchen and their office is where that torture room used to be. <laughs> they're, they're like it, it, radical, let me tell you. But he heard from the Lord. He heard from the Lord and it changed his story. It changed his situation. They're building another church two hours away. Where his son and his daughter are going to go pastor it. The, the, son, the daughter and the husband are going to go pastor it. And I said, as soon as y'all are done, we're going to come and we're going to help evangelize to, to build their church. And then he, it, he just found another warehouse in Reynosa, which I have, I have family there. I have family there because Reynosa is tougher than Rio Bravo, but not God, God, but God, amen. They have no idea what's coming to them. He said, there's a warehouse in Reynosa. It's been empty. It's double the size as this one. He said, and, and, and I already went. He said, this pastor's crazy. He said, I already went. I already stepped in there. He said, and, and, and I already claimed it for the Lord. And, and he says, and I know that, that, that that's going to be for the glory of God. And I said, I'm an, I'm agree, I, I agree with you that we're going to come back and we're going to have revival right there in Reynosa. But it's important. It's important to hear the voice of the Lord. Amen. Not just in ministry, but in every area of our lives. They, they can, they've not been able to take him out. And I pray the Lord protects him and the days of his, the numbers of his days will be fulfilled in Jesus' mighty name. They've tried. They've tried. Can I tell you one more? They tried. I mean, you know, right here, 911. Pero allá. Nothing. And I think that that's why it's so important that even though you have these things, you have to be careful not to trust and rely on, on, on the, the things of the world. We're not supposed to, you know? And so um, the, this man came to his service during his service, and he wanted to take the mic. And he wanted to testify, but he could tell he was messed up. He could tell he was messed up. So he wouldn't listen. So the pastor grabbed him by the arm and escorted him out. And I said, Pastor, where's your security? Because let me tell you something. <laughs> he grabbed him and he escorted him out. And then like a couple of days later, they sent for him. A commander sent for him about a couple of blocks away and, 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 and wanted him to go and meet with him. And he said, well, you have to. You have to go. What do you do? Run? You can't run. You got to go meet with them. They'll come get you. And so he went, and he, he, they sat him down. He said they kept him there for hours, and he said that um, he was waiting there, and finally the commander came, and uh, guess who walks in with the commander? That guy. And the commander said, if I go to your church, and uh, I wanna, if I want to go in, and if I, you know, I, I hurt your, if I just go and I want to hurt your family, your, your children and your wife, what are you going to do? If I want to go to your church and, and go in there because I want to and do that. 
And then he's like, I went over there, the other guy, I went over there and he grabbed me by the arm and he took me out. And the pastor said, I took you out because you were not acting right. He says, I, I took you out because you wanted to go and you wanted to, you know, the, the service was going on and you were not acting right. And he said, what would you do to me if I go? He says, sir, he was like, look, he goes, if you want to go to church, if you want to go get on your knees, if you want to go, you know, uh, uh, re repent, uh, worship the Lord, if you want prayer, I'll pray for you. You can go and go to the altar. I'll pray for you. I'll let you. That's what the church is there for. It's for the people. He says, but if you're telling me that you're going to come and hurt my family, he says, I don't know what to tell you because that might be another story. I can't tell you how I'm going to react. That's my family. He said, but the church, you're more than welcome. If you're going to come and worship the Lord or get before God or give your life to the Lord, that's what the church is here for. He said, but, but, but if you're telling me you're going to hurt my family, I can't answer that. I don't know how I'm going to react. It might not be good. And, I was, and he said, that's what I wanted to hear. Go. Hi, my mom. <laughs> God is good. You know, the apostle Paul, they, they tried to take him out, but they couldn't. Because God, and, and if you look at his life, the direct, he would go be as directed of the Lord. And because of that, you know, they couldn't take him out. That's no different with you. The Bible says that the numbers of your days will be fulfilled. But you got to know where you need to be. You got to know what you got to do. Amen. You got to learn how to hear the voice of the Lord. Are you with me? Hallelujah. And so it pays. It's, it's the necessity of divine direction. It's important. Amen. Through hearing God, Isaac was able to avoid arrow of traveling in the wrong direction. Had it not been God who told him, I don't know that they will still be alive. But I truly believe that when God guides you somewhere, he guides you and his divine protection is upon your life. Provision is upon your life. They've lacked nothing. Nothing. They're opening another church. They're already looking at another building and he already has another town in mind. Come on. That's how it's been with us here since we started. The Lord's hand has been upon our lives, has been upon the people of this, lives of, upon the people of this house. And we ain't seen nothing yet. With the help of God, we will continue to do where, and go where the Lord directs us. Amen. And as we do, we are guaranteed his provision, his direction. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So it is critical that you don't move by sight, but you move by light. Worship team, go ahead and come up here. And if you move by light, you will gain your elevation, your advancement. Because light, revelation, will elevate you. Will take you to another level. Amen. Amen. You see, when we obeyed to go over there, it, it was, it, it, the, the impact is still being felt. And that was, that was the whole purpose of it. 
It's not just to go, but to go as directed of the Lord with purpose. And we're seeing it. In this house, go as direction of the Lord and we see the purpose. We see the lives being impacted. We see, you know, the testimonies. We see what God is doing. That's what it's all about. Has your life been impacted through this ministry? Hallelujah. Are you thankful? <laughs> That's what it's all about. Hallelujah. And we ain't seen nothing yet. Amen. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Glory be to God. I'm not going to continue. I'm going to leave it there. I have.